Good morning and welcome to today's episode. Before we begin, apologies because you might hear some noise in the background because the neighbors happen to be yakking off just outside the uh, window where I like to make my recording um, in the house. Uh, okay, well, not that I make my recording in the window. Anyway, you get the point. I like to make the recording in a specific place in the house and the neighbors happen to be yakking outside the window so you might hear their voices um, every now and then. So, today is going to be another case study, and that's about the proper way to sell using LinkedIn. It's going to be a case study looking at how we use direct messages, email, uh, inbox, you know, that sort of thing. Now, um, even though this is a LinkedIn case study, I want you guys to take the principles that we talk about here and apply them across platform. So, if we're talking TikTok, you can send messages on TikTok, but I think you have to follow the person before you can send uh, messages. So if you're sending messages on um, TikTok or uh, what else? Where else can you send messages? Um, Instagram, um, where else? Anyway, you get the picture. Facebook, WhatsApp, the same principle applies. Now, the only reason why this is a LinkedIn case study is because uh, as with the other case studies I've done um, in the past, most of them, this is actually something that is born out of my own personal experience. And it's because this is something that i received i can't remember if it was a linkedin email or a direct message anyway it was something in my inbox that i received recently and so that is why we're doing this tear down around linkedin now um this is really important for us because a lot of us are in the professional services and linkedin is an easy way to find our potential clients or our dream clients now if you listen to the previous um, podcast episodes that we've done I've used a number of um, examples to try and flesh out some of the ideas and principles that we've been discussing. I've used an architect, that's a service professional, um, a professional, uh, yeah, a service professional. I've used wedding photographer, that's a service professional. Wedding planner, that's a service professional. If you run a cleaning outfit, you're still a service professional. I mean, even if you run a poultry farm, well, okay, maybe that's not professional services even though you might sell some of the waste that, um, sorry, not the waste, uh, what are these things called? Is it residue? You know, like eggshells and things like that. You might be able to sell them to other related uh, businesses. So maybe you're not a professional service per se, but um, a lot of us are in the uh, situation where LinkedIn is an easy place to find our potential or dream clients. So architects, you can go and have a look on LinkedIn to see who are the property developers in, in Abuja, in Lagos, in Port Harcourt, um, folks that you can um, look to have meetings with. Okay, folks on the wedding space, most likely that will have to be um, Instagram or Pinterest, if people still use Pinterest in Nigeria. I wonder if they do. But anyway, you get the point. So LinkedIn, all these uh, social media and tools, um, is a way for us to find our potential or our dream clients. So let's just head straight into it because I've wasted uh, about three minutes on the intro. Now I'm going to read out the message that I received word for word. Um, there are a few typos or errors in it, but um, I'm going to skip over that. So this is what I received. Hello, sir. How are you? Sir, do you have Apple Podcasts? YouTube, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you need to advertise your podcast, I'm a professional digital marketing expert and podcast marketer. I have five years of experience in podcast marketing. I will advertise your podcast to get you your podcast organic listeners. If you order, you will receive real and organic audiences, lots of organic subscriptions, 
all episode downloads, massive audience listening, many organic listeners, 100,000 plus organic downloads every month, bracket, like your demand, I'm not sure what that means, ratings, bracket, five star, and then huge popularity. If more, if you need more information, please reach out to me here. Thanks. So that was the message that I received. Uh, for those of you who've been listening to the podcast uh, in the past, I'm sure you can already tease out um, a couple of things that I said are absolute no-nos when you do these kinds of things. First of all, too many questions. It would have been better if this was staggered out and it was uh, one question per um, per message. And that way you get the conversation going. So let's say if the first one was, um, hello, sir, how are you? Do you have a podcast on YouTube, Spotify or SoundCloud? Question mark. Leave it like that. Um, the answer rate on that is going to be a lot higher than what she has written. Because there are some of you that are going to write back and say, no, thank you. I don't have one. Or you just ignore. But then there's some people that might respond. Yes. And anybody who responds, yes, implicitly has given room for the conversation uh, to ensue. So that's just an example of how sometimes we craft all these long messages. We throw in 10, 12 questions, and then we wonder why we don't get any response. There are too many questions here. What exactly am I supposed to respond to? And at the end of the email, it says, if you want more information, please reach out to me here. Um, thanks. There's no call to action. And so quite frankly, there's nothing here for me to um, respond to, except if I was an actualized buyer who has, and remember that actualized buyers are those who have an acute sense uh, of their problem um, or what it is that they need. They don't have a problem with budget. And so pretty much they're just waiting for anybody who looks remotely um, experienced to show up and then they'll um, hand over their uh, ATM card and the PIN and end up doing business with that, uh, with that person. Now, actualized buyers exist, but remember, I've told you guys in the past, Actualized buyers are very, very rare. So you send this kind of email, you are in podcast marketing, then um, the chances of uh, you getting to do business is going to be low. And um, yeah, it might be an actualized buyer and you think that what you did is brilliant, but actually what you did um, is not. Now let's examine a couple of things that this lady did wrong when she sent me uh, this message. So number one, research. I've said in the past that we should be using LinkedIn, social media to do research on our potential customers. Before you send a message out to someone, open your profile, have a look. You're going to be able to figure out a lot. This lady failed to do research because I already have a podcast. She failed to confirm that. Anybody can confirm that by looking at my LinkedIn profile because not only did I put out podcast episodes every day, I also share promos or teasers to those episodes every day on my profile so she would have known that i already have a profile and in this case there's no need for this intro email that she has sent she should have another kind of um, email script that you send out once you know that someone has a podcast uh and then of course if you use um i can't remember the name of the service but you can there are also services that show uh the the estimate the number of downloads that people have so she had done that podcast should have been able to see that I have a podcast, get a sense of how many people that I have, and the conversation could have started off on a different foot that, hey, hey, I see that you have a podcast, um, congratulations, you've been going three years, but I noticed that you only have um, X thousand number of um, downloads. Uh, would you like to have um, more? Question mark. 
you know, there's room for a conversation to go here. I guess that's the biggest problem with this thing that the lady sent and what a lot of us um, uh, do when we send out these things. The whole point of sending these messages to the inbox is not to copy and paste and then job done. The whole point is to start a conversation that could end in a sale. It is a conversation, people. Please remember that it is a conversation. Because it's not face-to-face, it still is a conversation that we should be striving to have. Anyway, before I get on that conversation, um, soapbox. So number one, research. If you're going to sell on LinkedIn, use LinkedIn to do research. Open the person's profile. You get to see a lot about the person. Um, apart from their name, you get to see where they've worked, uh, the kind of things that they're interested in. From the kind of posts that are put up there, you'll be able to get a sense of um, other personal stuff that you can use to build um, rapport later on. Uh, the second thing she did wrong, okay, I've already mentioned that, conversation. LinkedIn is for starting profitable conversations. That is the whole point of the app. It is not for pasting at people and then expecting profits to flow. It is for starting conversations. If you're doing this thing of copying and pasting every single day, you're doing it wrong. You should be trying to start conversations. If you want to know how to start conversations, subscribe to the podcast. We talk about these things all the time. Or if you don't want to subscribe, that's fine. After listening to this, just use a search function in your podcast player and do LinkedIn. You'll see the number of episodes that I've made concerning how to use LinkedIn. And I've also done episode how to use WhatsApp business. So search LinkedIn or search WhatsApp business and you'll find that the principles apply. The reason why I did LinkedIn and WhatsApp business is because that's where I receive most of the um, outreach, people trying to pitch me business. Um whether for the podcast or other things. So, if you search those resources, you should be able to have um, enough where you can, ideas that you can use to, um, use LinkedIn to, um, as a conversation primer, pretty much. And hopefully that will lead to profitable business. Now, the next thing she did wrong, qualification. She didn't qualify. Qualification, for those of you who are new to the show, qualification is just it's pretty much the conversation stage where you have a potential uh, customers where you're trying to figure out who they are uh, trying to figure out who they are what they're interested in things like that it's good for building rapport that's one uh, rapport and an emotional connection and then number two it starts to give you a sense of what their problems are and you can't make a convincing pitch you can't make a convincing sales pitch if you don't even have a sense of what the person's problems are and what exactly is choking the person, in quote, chook. Uh, for those of you who are non-Nigerian listeners, uh, chook is um, slang for, what's the word? Chook is uh, prod or irritate. Yeah, so you're not going to have an idea of what it is that is irritating that person. So in this case, qualification questions could have been something like um, asking me questions, how I got into podcasting, why I chose the podcasting medium, the kind of audiences that I have in mind, what my goals are for starting a podcast, areas in the podcast that I think I'm really doing pretty good, I'm smashing it, and areas where I think my performance can be improved. She should be asking me those sorts of questions because it's from what I tell her that should be able to tailor the sales pitch. Because she said a lot in the message about finding um, audiences, uh, thousands of downloads, and this and this and that and that. But I've mentioned in the past that a lot of the people who reach out to me on uh, over this podcast just assume that I want more downloads and I do not want more downloads it would be nice if I get more downloads but I use my podcast 
to leverage my speaking and my coaching business. So for me, I measure progress around how many paid gigs I get from the podcast. But nobody asks. Everybody assumes that I am doing this for the downloads. Now, of course, if you know that I'm trying to leverage paid gigs, if you know that and it's a service that you offer and you have wonderful ideas around that, then fantastic. Then I would actually look at some of these emails and since I'm a very direct person, I'll go to their own LinkedIn profile, I'll get their phone number and I'd give them a call or shoot them an email and then there's possibility for business. So please, if you're going to use LinkedIn, stop making assumptions. Have qualifying questions. Figure out who is this person, how did they start on this journey, what's their problem, what is choking them, what is irritating them, what are they trying to achieve? And that takes us to the next stage, discovery. She failed to do any discovery. Discovery are questions that we ask around um, the problem or the vision. We're really, really trying to dig in about what is that thing that is really pricking that person, what is really inconveniencing that person, what is most important. So in this case, she could have been asking me questions around how uh, poor engagement with the audiences that I have is stalling my business growth. Uh, what part of the business do I find um, unbearable? Um, is it the production aspect? Is it the marketing aspect? Is it the distribution aspect? Uh, is it the engagement aspect? Um, she could have asked questions. Um, is my audience too big or too little? Because she has no idea, even though you can do some research to find out how many audience, um, audience uh, how many listeners I have. Is my engagement too little or too much? Because there are people that have that problem. There's too much engagement and they don't know how to outsource or how to scale things down? Um, or do I have too little consulting or speaking engagements from the podcast? You should be asking me all those questions. And please, I hope you guys are beginning to get the sense about why you should be having conversations before you make a sales pitch. If you're not having these, cons uh, uh, if you're not having these conversations, you don't have the ammunition that you need to, have it to, to, uh, to make an effective presentation. You're just guessing. You can't keep going around talking to people and guessing about their problems. Have a conversation with them. Figure out their problem. You know what the problem is. Then you can make an effective pitch. A lot of you, the reason why your pitches are failing and your, uh, uh, your sales presentation or your sales process is rubbish is because you're going around guessing. Whether you meet them face-to-face, -face, at home, phone call, or you're doing this copy and pasting on LinkedIn or WhatsApp, you're just spending all your time guessing. If you keep guessing, of course you're going to hit the mark um, you're going to miss the mark a lot of the time. But if you calm down, slow things down, start having conversations, you get all the ammunition you need to be able to make an effective presentation, an effective pitch. And that leads us to the next proposal or presentation. If she had done all of this ahead of time, then would have gotten to that stage where she could have sent this killer email. I'm assuming that, you know, in this lady's mind, this is like the killer email that's going to bring her business. It's only after you do this that you can now send that killer email, that killer presentation, that killer whatever. But of course, in my own opinion, I've told you guys in the past, if we're going to do the presentation, instead of this copy and paste rubbish or send over the PDF rubbish and just assume that you send over the PDF or you send over the flyer. So that's it. Yes, send those things. But then gain a commitment for a WhatsApp call. LinkedIn has in audio features. LinkedIn also has video features. That way, you guys can hop on a call and then you're talking through this whole thing. So yes, you send me this email, but let's say she has done her job ahead of time. She knows that it's actually 
um, uh, consulting gigs and speaking engagements that I have at the back of my mind. So um, in this case, yes, you can send over the email or whatever it is that she sends, but then we talk through everything. Okay, uh, yeah, Mr. Ayude, from our conversations, you know, blah, 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 this is what you're aiming for. And this is how this aspect of my service ties into this. This is how that aspect of my service ties into that. We can achieve this. We can do this. We can do this and help you do A, B, C and X, Y, Z. So that's also uh, something that she did wrong. She should have done all the work ahead of time. Sorry, one moment. Okay, I'm back. I had to pause the recording because uh, somebody just came over to ask something. Now, where was I? Excuse me. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is really unprofessional. I sneezed into the microphone. I think I need to get someone to start editing these podcasts. Okay, where was I? Uh, I think I was on a rant about um, presentation, proposal, uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, bottom line, do some research. Engage in a conversation. Ask qualification questions. Try to figure out who this person is. Ask discovery questions. Try to figure out what kind of problems this person is having. What it is that they are trying to achieve. It's only that, then you can make a presentation. And then please, when you're signing off all these things, you need to put a call to action. That is also part of the close. Put a call to action. Um, Call 080 um, blah, blah, blah to begin a free trial now. Um, Book now for 50% off. Um, If you're interested to hear more, um, call me at 080 blah, blah, blah for uh, an in-person consultation um, you know whatever it is that applies in your business there should be a call to action in the close make some sort of offer make an offer that the person can say yes or no to but overall the biggest mistake that this lady made is she assumes that copying and pasting can give you the kind of uh, can give her the kind of sustainable business that she's looking for unfortunately this approach is not going to get you the kind of business that you want if you're doing all these copying and pasting please stop it except if you're looking for the small crumbs that come from these things because like i said the actualized buyers out there you will get business from them there are also people who are desperate and unsophisticated you get business from them but those are very hard markets to crack you're looking for better kind of business. So please, slow things down. Stop all this copying and pasting. Put some thinking behind what it is that you're doing. Now, um, I'm not going to rant over this too much. Unless it comes across like a mansplaining or something. But there are a couple of things she did right. Number one, she's prospecting. She's looking for people to talk to. And for that, we need to clap for her. There are lots of people who are getting into business and they are not prospecting. And they're wondering, how can we not get in business? Number two, she's taking action. Hopefully, it's not just the action of prospecting, but um, hopefully she's also seeking feedback and she's learning because I'm sure that she's going to send a message one day to her mom or her uncle, you know, this copy and paste thing. That's also another thing. This copy and paste people, they just blast it to everyone and they don't know. So maybe one day, one of her friends might reach out to her and say, hey, babe, you know, perhaps you should do things this way. So hopefully she's taking feedback and she'll improve and she'll learn. Now, another thing that I think is absolutely brilliant, because this lady is Indian, she's targeting Nigerian podcasters. She's obviously targeting Nigerian podcasters. And I think that's brilliant because Nigerians and Indians, you know, we're homies. Um, 
I don't know how to explain it, but you know, Nigerian people and Indians, we we have this thing. I don't know what it is, but yeah, we, we sort of have this thing. So it kind of makes sense that Indian people targeting um, Nigerian businesses and the currency situation probably makes it much more economic for not just Nigerian podcasters, but other people in Nigeria to engage Indian firms over American firms or over um, uh, UK firms. Because you can see in Abuja, for instance, and in Lagos, there are lots of Indian uh, specialty hospitals or um, Indian consulting firms over uh, in the NGO space, over uh, rural and economic development and things like that. So it makes a lot of sense. And I think that that's, uh, that's a good move, that she's targeting Nigerian podcasters. And, you know, that's real nice. Uh, rather than her going after um, American or uh, UK market. So I think that's really good. And then she also has a skill set. She's looking for more ways to bring into the market. And that's really uh, brilliant. But overall, the main reason why we should clap for her is because what she's doing, even though this is not a good attempt, is better than sitting at home and hoping for the best. A lot of us listening to this podcast right now, we are doing nothing but sitting at home and hoping for the best. Listening to podcasts, hoping for the best. Attending conferences, hoping for the best. Just try and do something already even if you do it wrong. Even if you do it wrong, which you're open to feedback, you will learn, you improve, you will grow. And hopefully, she is going to grow as well. So, I will uh, wrap it up with that. Yeah, that's all that I have scheduled for today. We've gone over 20 minutes, so I'll just bring that uh, to a close. Uh, tomorrow, we don't have a case study lined up. I'll have to look at the question sheet to see what other questions that we still haven't um answered so thank you very much for your time and attention i'll catch you guys at the next episode